to this lovely show (laughs) welcome back or welcome depending on how you have found us hopefully welcome back as the you know proper time because you've been here before because you're loyal loyal. but you know what chris brown said these hoes ain't loyal well right (laughs) (laughs) that that deep side lets me know this about to be fun (laughs) but yes i am Teach one of your lovely hosts, and then I'm sitting here with who? Natalie. Right, and you would know that if you listen to the intro, but some of y'all might skip it. I understand. Mm-hmm. It's the same every time. Yep, yep. But anyway, we're here back with another lovely episode, our first topic episode of the year of our Lord 2020 and the three. But as we always start off all these things, Natalia. How is the? I'm really interested in this because I feel like it's really interesting how we really don't be talking about what we're going right? on in the two weeks to make sure that we have this. And then this is why this section ends up being the longest part. Maybe we should start talking. <laughs> Literally. Right. Um, but I feel like it's more authentic when we because mm-hmm. we know we don't re- genuinely like don't know. Right. We can genuinely clutch on. pearls as things happen. Like, <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. Like these past couple weeks have been really rough and I feel like that has been a theme. I've just been saying that every time we record. Ditto though. And I'm just like, I'm really trying, but I think I may have to, you know, make some really big decisions um, that are going to be uncomfortable, oh. but that are going to be necessary. Oh, I might have to turn the air on. I got to turn the heat up in here. Just in life in general, you know? Like, I think, for one, I'm out of my element. Obviously, I sound like a broken record with just, like, the whole, you know, fitness thing aspect. That right. That gets me uncomfortable in my own skin. And so I think that's kind of just only intensifying all of the other stressors that that are going on and so and don't get me wrong i've been trying to work out like i I worked out monday through wednesday straight Mm -hmm. and then thursday i was like i'm just gonna chill because i was doing stuff and then obviously friday i'm here Mm -hmm. and so it's it's just very trying to get consistent on things and i'm still looking on i'm still looking for things that are Similar to my good old faithful orange theory, but again, it's just like a money concern. It's just, I just honestly feel like money is the root of it. Money is the root of it all, and capitalism, like (laughs) literally. (laughs) But I feel like probably what's getting to me most is like, am I really starting my year off like this? Like this is a Mm. whole new Mm. year, twenty twenty three. And it is feeling very twenty twenty two ish. It is, and then again, I'm like, and this is my golden year. Like I'm twenty nine. Oh yeah. What? 
That's right. This is not what I... Year, we turned 30. I think I had a lot of expectations mm -hmm. going into it, and it's just like... It's just, it's just not, it's not doing for me. Um, and so, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at with that. And it's just, it is not just one thing. It's just a lot of different things, like life in general. And I just feel like I can't, I'm grabbing at a rope that is continually being pulled away from me. But I'm like not grabbing that much because I'm like, mm, I don't want to put that much energy into it. But then I'm That's like fair. still trying to grab, then I'm like, huh. Whatever. <laughs> That's the only way that I can describe it. But I feel that. I just I just wanna go Away. to a remote area mm -hmm. and just kinda be by myself. Mm -hmm. But then I also don't wanna let wonderful opportunities pass me by either. Mm -hmm. But it's just hard. Like I'm just mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. And that's probably another thing too, because I feel like I don't really have anybody to talk to, cause yeah, I could pick here. you, pick a phone up and call you, but it was much easier when we were living, living in the together. house. And you walk upstairs and I'm on the couch. What you do? And it was much come easier. Sit, come sit, come sit. No, literally, same in that, which is why I've enjoyed my visitor, cause I have someone here. But like prior to that, yeah, it's like literally. At least you got Bella. <laughs> yeah. Cause I ain't got shit. So I understand that struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's just I I don't know how. To oh, describe it, I don't want to be so through. like uh, vague in my words, but mm -hmm. I I just don't know how to describe it. It's literally just everything. Like I just mm -hmm. feel like, ugh, like I feel how I look to myself, okay. <laughs> which okay, is I was like, ugh. <laughs> okay. uh, but I think me uh, like with that, I think because I've always tried to be that January first going in doing the, mm -hmm. that, I finally was just like. Yeah, no, I'm not about to put that on myself for the first of the year because it's like, because then that makes you hate the beginning of the year. Cause and if it doesn't on, go right, then you feel like your whole year is ruined literally. because that first month. And so that's why, like, I haven't, I mean, I've been working. Um, I have still been working out except for the past two weeks because visitor mm -hmm. and I haven't been wanting to get up. But I'm just like, yeah, no, February will be when I start. Like, I'm giving myself time to ease into the year. Right. Because I feel like the way my year ended, even though I do, did have that two weeks off, I didn't get a break from anything. Like yeah. I felt like I needed those two weeks of doing nothing to almost pro like rejuvenate myself from the year that I had. Mm -hmm. But then it was like the minute that two weeks was up, I had to jump right back in, into it. So I didn't get to ease myself into work. So with my personal life and all this other shit, I'm just like, yeah, we just gonna take this one day at a time. And granted, I don't, I think what also saved me is like January, I had three checks, praise the Lord. That's good. Um, or no, not have to, I had two checks, but then I got paid on the first. So it's like, okay, I got the rent check right there right. to where I could save. So like money hasn't been an issue, but the minute money becomes, we back in mm -hmm. square. Yeah, and plus income taxes are like shit this year. Shit. Well, I don't get my <laughs> Me either. Shit. I went last year, I got like 1400. I'm at $140. Well, I owed way more than that. Yes, you did. <laughs> so, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. I'm in the hole already starting. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like, I, I think that's the biggest thing overall is that my expectations for moving back home on all grounds was to save. Was higher than things are actually turning out to be. Like I said, on all grounds, like 
with family, with friends, with, you know, relationship, with career. It's just like, this is not how I was expecting for things to go. Like mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be different. I knew it was going to mm -hmm. be a change, which is going to be a challenge in itself. Mm -hmm. But this is just, it's just not it's it. It's not like you thought it was. And I'm just, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I think I need to really sit oh, down <laughs> with myself and just kind of figure out some things. Mm -hmm. um, but when to do that, right. I don't know. But that I need to do it. And that's my thing. It's just like I'm, I'm not giving myself space and time to do it. Um, because you're trying to stay afloat. No, literally, that is the literally. It's like knowing, like even now, like I know there's so much. I have, I bought a planner, haven't done anything in that. There's so much at work that they are again overloading me with mm -hmm. shit, and it's like it's those things. It's like they they overload you with stuff, but then they they wrap it in a bow of there's gonna be like you are doing so great. And we are go like, we see what you're doing. Let me tell we you when that is going to be part of the oh, okay. discussion. Well, then I will hold that for that. <laughs> for but I'm also episode. just like, geez, look so personal. I I'm not going to say everything. Things have been bad on my end. I think I've just been, oh shit, that's what I've just been, I don't want to say avoiding because I don't feel like it's something that I'm like, mm, shouldn't do that. But I've just been, I think the thing that I, I, and if y'all hear stuff, sorry, I have a dog. It's not mine. I'm dog sitting. And so he's moving around. Um, I think the thing that I really, the intention that I wanted to set going into this year was I wanted a year of ease. And so I've been trying to, like, when things start to stress me out, I'm trying to just be like, okay, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Like like you said in that one, feel, feel the feels and then let them go. And so I've been trying to do that in my personal life. It's a little bit more difficult to do that. I don't know why at work. Yeah. Because, you know, there's the expectation of that. But when it comes to my personal life and then stuff with friends or with whatever I'm going through, I'm just like, all right, this is what's happening. All right, feel it. All right, let's move on. Mm -hmm. So that's been my thing. The past, shit, I don't even know when's the last time we recorded. It's been a little while. Yeah. Since the last time we recorded, I mean, nothing. Work. Like I said, I've been having a visitor here for two weeks, which has been nice, but just been literally chilling, spending too, entirely too much money. Mm -hmm. Have not worked out like at all in those two weeks. So that's been annoying. And I can feel, I think, and also this year, like I used to be really on my vitamins and yeah. my fiber pills and stuff like that. And I haven't been. And so I can, I, I'm, starting to feel like how different my body is feeling. And I'm like, I need to get back into my routines or just some normalcy from what I was doing previously. But then right. also being like, it is what it fucking is. Mm -hmm. But I'm also like, nigga, you about to be 30. You said you was doing X, Y, and the Z for your 30th birthday. And you ain't about to be looking like WNMNOP <laughs> for your 30. So I'm like, yeah, all that stuff has been hella fun. That's where I feel like the pressure comes from me too. Yeah. It's just like time time is not on my side, mm -hmm. which it's possible, but it's just like mm -hmm. the way I'm feeling now, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there ain't gonna be no celebration. Like I'm just right. gonna be like, it is right. what it is. I took off already, so you better. <laughs> <laughs> I just got it. We got our PTO stuff like 
Which is but the weirdest thing. My money mom, wise too. That's how I'm like period. money figure out. Right. Paris to text me. I don't know what it was talking about. She was doing Bahamas for her birthday, and Bahamas. right, Bahamas. she was like she wanted to do the Bahamas, and she was she was like I invited so and so. Would you? How do you feel about that? Would you still go? And I was like. I wouldn't not go to your birthday because of somebody. I would go, not go because of financial reasons. Right. And right. she would she was like, that makes sense. Like, cause some of us are struggling over here. She was like, we all struggling. And I'm like, your struggle <laughs> is <It's> nowhere <laughs> this struggle. Because I'm a validate people's struggles. Right. And it's just different. It's different. Yeah. So no, I, I, I feel the pressure. I feel I, I normally where you are is so me. Mm-hmm. So me. And it's so weird. I don't I'm it's and then the the it the issue that I not issue, the thing that I'm like worried about is like when is my little bubble gonna pop yeah. and it's gonna all hit. And that's what I'm I'm trying not to think about it and make sure I'm not like on pins and needles yeah. waiting on it. Because you don't wanna time, sabotage correct. this thing. And I mean like Yes, I agree. Like where I'm at right now is kind of normally you. And I think Mm -hmm. I'm at this place more often than people think. I just don't say anything. And I just like, you know, because I'm very like, let me figure out what I'm going to do myself. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to present it. But this one has been like, what? Like, really, what am I going to do? But I think I've like, I have like an understanding of what I'm going to do. It's just now preparing myself for like, Mm -hmm. okay. Let's make some changes. Let's do, right. do some, and some things. And not to put either too much of either of my businesses out there, but living with someone um, in that regards exasperates those feelings. Yeah. Especially when the financial stability of the two is not equal. Right. You see it because they move through life caution through the wind. <laughs> and you sitting here like, well, we could have got great value. <laughs> Why are we getting Ozarka water bottles when mm-hmm. HB has good drinking water? Mm-hmm. Hill Country Fair. Like, mm-hmm. like 40, 40 to a pack. Hill no, Hill Country is uh, HB. Okay. Let me tell you. What was the Walmart brand? Great value. Great value. Yes, I said that. Yeah. So, and I feel like that because then it makes you start questioning, like, what the fuck am I doing? Literally. Literally. Yeah. And I guess our situation is slightly different because yours is younger, mine's older. Yeah. So it's like, maybe I'll get there one day because I know it when they were my age they was in the same boat yeah. so I'm like okay but then you sitting there like this little mm-hmm. <laughs> literally literally but I, and again it's just because I know that I'm not supposed to be in this situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just like mm-hmm. and obviously uncontrollable factors it's just been prolonged and it's just like mm-hmm. oh my lord have mercy right because the job situation mm-hmm. that was supposed to be have you been looking for other stuff in the meantime or are you just waiting? I'm just waiting because I don't want to accept something and then they yeah because it is a really good position it's just mm-hmm. you know taking forever but I understand because like I said I know how that works insurance come it, it's not this. I mean nobody likes insurance literally it, it is nobody. the insurance, insurance agency like insurance. it's like that's what it is and so mm-hmm. I do understand that it's it's a long process but it's just like frustrating literally but other than that um shall we take a break before diving into this lovely topic that i have it's a natalie episode now it's a natalie production (laughs) that is a good place to stop right there we will be right back 
We are back. And like we said before the break, this is a lovely Natalie production today. I don't know what the hell is going on, even though she kind of alluded to it earlier. But <laughs> I'm going in this, like SZA said, blind. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> great album. On that note, Natalie, oh, what was that thing you used to say? As your hips go sway, Natalie, take this shit away. <laughs> I don't remember what that was from, but that was definitely high school. Oh, that was um. I feel it feels that comedian, familiar. that comedian guy that used to Emmanuel Hudson. Em, yes, I think him and whoever that was in the car with him, they did that because he came in. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, All a good time. Yeah, uh, when life was so fucking simple and simple. bills did not exist. Yes. <sighs> okay, we're not going on so. that soapbox, but. Yes, Natalie, go. Tell me what we're about to get into. Yes. So, like I was telling you earlier, trying to figure out which category within our podcast would this fall under because it kind of hits each category, but I think it more so encompasses the self-care kind of take spin on it. Um, And so it's self-care, but it's just like mental health and, you know, like what that looks like um, dealing with this specific subject. So, my topic for today centers all around gaslighting. Woo, boy! So, <laughs> my plan is to dive into, you know, the definition of gaslighting, what it mm-hmm. means, just kind of like the, the roles that people can play, either being mm-hmm. the gaslighty or the gaslighter, um, whether or not, you know, it can be a conscious act or unconscious act, mm-hmm. and then diving more so into examples of it in different areas of your life, because I feel like a lot of the mm-hmm. times people think that oh, gaslighting only takes place within like romantic relationships. And a lot of the times it takes place just within any relationship, whether that be with family, friends, in the work environment, um, all those good things, as well as sometimes people can gaslight people, like I said, unknowingly, unconsciously, but also too, the question of because you have been the gaslighter mm-hmm. before, does that make you a bad person? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to dive into all of those things as well as towards the end, I have some um, examples that I had found that I wanted to read out loud and just kind of dive deeper into other people's experiences and what that looks like. And so first things first, let's just kind of talk about the definition of gaslighting and kind of what it is. And so this is a definition that I found on the internet, Toulouse. I cannot see my... She's blind. <laughs> Toulouse come is all on my iPad. Um, this is kind of a definition that I came across when I was talking, when I was looking um, into more information about this topic. Obviously, I know my own opinion of like what gaslighting is mm-hmm. and then just in the um, mental health field and kind of mm-hmm. that definition. But I really like this uh, definition, um, but it says, what is gaslighting? So gaslighting is a tactic used consciously or unconsciously to manipulate and obtain psychological control over someone. And so it's just kind of like, True. 
In a sense, it involves the skillful and repeated use of words or phrases that create doubt and confusion about <sighs> things that have happened. The gaslighter will profusely doubt something in the face of evidence that clearly points to the opposite. Mm. Then it proceeds to go on to say, read, the person being gaslit or the gaslighty begins questioning their recollection mm. of events, <laughs> perception, sense of reasoning, and eventually their sanity. So like I said, I thought that definition was a nice little gift Care package. package. <laughs> if you will. Oh, this Wrap is about to be a very triggering episode. Wrapping paper. <laughs> Literally. Of what gaslighting is. And so do you have any thoughts on like how you perceive what gaslighting is? I, the the second, the explanation that you gave is literally in my experiences with it. Uh, and I feel like it's, I don't, I'm not going to steal thunder because I don't know where we're going, but I, I don't remember if you mentioned, I know you said not just romantic and work, but mm-hmm. I, even in familial and parental relationships of the so yes, I, I agree with this definition that has been put down and I, based upon experience, can concur that, again, these hoes and loyal. <laughs> well, I did want to say, because I, I thought this was going to, this would be a good topic to touch on just because lately, which it's been a while, but it still is kind of in the in the social media world but lately people have just been on their mental health train kind of identifying Mm. gaslighters and you know taking charge which i think is wonderful correct and the downside of that is sometimes we begin to now overuse over label like woke yeah (laughs) (laughs) or self-care literally and so now we're using the term or applying the term to things that are not necessarily what the definition is. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of, you know. It diminishes what it actually is. Exactly. You can't, people are using the term just willy nilly whenever somebody actually lies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to them. And they're like, you're gaslighting me. And it's like, no, I'm just straight up lying to you. <laughs> I'm telling you I'm lying. I'm not making you think I'm not lying. But it's like, then it gets all convoluted right. in what actually what actual gaslighting is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then along with gaslighting because obviously gaslighting is a like a definition or a description of a type of behavior Mm -hmm. which is commonly commonly (laughs) commonly seen in individuals who you know have narcissism or who have Mm -hmm. like antisocial behavior or you know Mm -hmm. some type of mental health disorder that is like a a criteria of like type of behavior that you typically seen so that opens a whole nother can of worms because now we have the whole world thinking that everybody's a gaslighter now that makes everybody a narcissist and so it it just gets so overused so often yeah and it's just kind of like I'm glad, like I said on one hand that people are becoming more aware and are able to Mm -hmm. like speak up but I feel like it's a common case of how gentle parenting just got misused and misconstrued. And you know my sentiments on that topic because it just irks my nerves when people think not parenting or just being passive mm-hmm. is gentle Neglecting parenting. your child. Like, that is not it at all. Gentle negligence, not gentle parenting. <laughs> Literally. So, um, some examples that you would commonly see as, as gaslighting 
could could sound like, you know, that never happened or you're too sensitive, you're being irrational or you're always making stuff up. And again, this is not just pertaining to romantic relationships. This is pertaining to a lot of different things. It's basically with the goal of having you doubt mm -hmm. your like perception of what your reality is Correct. and not being validated. And so I, I struggle with it being intentional or unintentional mm -hmm. because I'm tr I've been literally trying to wrap my brain around how can it be unintentional? Because if it's unintentional, I think it more so goes in the realm of like actually just denial and sometimes right. denial can be unintentional. Okay. Um, but it either goes into the, the realm of denial or just like for, forgetting, like literally dead ass, like forgetting shit, you and know? I, it's like, in some cases I wonder, it's like not even in like you're saying, unintentionally, not because of its denial, but almost because it's become a norm. Right. That it's just like second nature for it to happen that you don't, no one's checked you on it. Mm -hmm. So you think this is just normal. So when you do it, it's like, I'm not thinking about silence. <laughs> You're not so a gas lit E just mm. went off. <laughs> um, that it's become your normal or you've never, like I said, never been checked on it. So it's like, I'm just doing what I've always done. Mm -hmm. So it is unintentional in that sense. Doesn't make it right. Right. But then it's like the first gaslighter. Ooh. Like, cause nobody's ever called you out on it. So mm -hmm. you don't think that there's And people have just. What is happening out there in this world? So the gaslighter just, that becomes a personality trait. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah. Which now then that leads into, okay, well maybe this person does have something going, going on. on. Um, that's a bit but bigger. you get help? No. <laughs> but that's another, you know, thing that I want to break up. It's just like on the opposite end. Okay. Once you've been gaslit for so long, what are the, I guess, consequences of that? Mm. And especially if you don't know, and mm. like you said, mm -hmm. a lot of the time gaslighters go a very long time without being like checked on their behavior like or not, you know. Oh shit, they're all that their, crazy. Their actions not being addressed or them being held accountable. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of like, as the person who's the gaslighty, your self confidence just begins to Grow. wither. Oh, oh no, wither. Gaslighty. Gaslight yeah, yes. it begins to wither away because it's like now you're in a state of just constantly like double guessing, mm -hmm. second guessing like yourself and like you are just you, you don't have a sense of reality that's real. And that's a, a form of, I feel like the thing and I don't, I don't remember if you go, what was the definition? The first part of the definition, the, the last sentence of the definition of gaslighting well, the sure. last sentence to get, it was like something about psychological so um, the, the person being gaslit or the gaslighty begins questioning their recollection of events, perception, sense of reasoning, and eventually their sanity. Um, but I also said, like, the gaslighter will profusely doubt something in the face mm -hmm. of evidence that clearly points to the opposite. Um, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I missed, maybe I, maybe I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's one of those things, I feel like a lot of gaslighters 
use that as a form of control. Mm-hmm. Did you say that? Yeah. One of the, okay. Yeah. I was like, I remember you saying something so about psychological, like psychological control. There yeah. we go. And so it's a dominance thing. It's, it's abuse. Like, it's literally. <laughs> it is. Psychological like abuse. You pull out. It's you. And this is the thing that I, I, I struggle with with gaslight hers is it's the reason you are potentially the reason you do it is because you do care to some extent about the gaslighty mm-hmm. and you don't want to lose this person. Right. But so instead of which we've kind of talked about this before, instead of being honest, it's like you would prefer to manipulate and control them into thinking that you're this perfect person and they're the one that has the issue. Mm-hmm. And it's rough because the why does why what causes a person if it is the intentional what causes a person to feel like this is the only way that I can have this person this relationship this whatever in my life is if I control every aspect of their mental state because I mean why would you want to I but I think it's a a factor of insecurity on their end to feel as if Mm -hmm. this is the only way that Mm -hmm. I'm going to be able to you know Mm -hmm. have my person Mm -hmm. is by this is just going to (laughs) really sorry (laughs) y'all but um to, to your point, just about like the whole intentional, unintentional aspect, mm-hmm. this was something that I thought was interesting in the sense of like, they say that people can gaslight others unconsciously through what appear to be innocent, everyday comments. And so they make these comments as a result of learned behavior or to cope with fear or conflict. And so- God, this is so family. <laughs> that's where I think, you know, of course, what you were saying earlier is like the people who do it intentionally like why do you just think that this is okay Okay. and Mm -hmm. i think it's because past trauma obviously everything always you know comes back to that literally it's past trauma which in a sense is like this is what you saw this is how you learn to cope Mm -hmm. with certain things and now you are either like using it in the certain situations where you've seen it being used or mm-hmm. over applying it to everything. Literally on the grand scheme of things. And now it's become your personality trait. And so it, it makes it hard because it's so complicated and it goes through so many layers and it requires you to confront the challenging, mm-hmm. learned generational behaviors. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, is it worth it? Let, Let me, me work, work it. it. <laughs> Somebody should. <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, so let's kind of dive into the different, you know, personal experiences we've had oh in, in a lot of different categories. And so, um, like I said, it's not just exclusive to romantic relationships, mm-hmm. but it definitely expands across friends, family. The whole diaspora. <laughs> I like using that word now. I don't know why. A whole lot of different things. And so, which category should we dive into first? I feel like obviously the most common is obviously relationships. Uh-huh. So do you want to save that for last since we can probably have more to talk about and get some of the the more nuanced? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, cool. So uh, let's start with familial because um calm down right no he likes to be held like a baby yeah there you go he gotta dip back (laughs) um i feel like 
in and it's one of those things like with family stuff you don't we we weren't taught what gaslighting was at a young age i don't feel like the term if i'm being honest i don't recall really coined yeah i don't feel like it was coined because then why the fuck is it gaslighting i guess because eventually it don't fucking blow up um i didn't learn that till maybe college and it's one of those things where ignorance is a thing where it's like you don't know what this is and so when you're able to put a a word Mm -hmm. a term to it you're like eureka (laughs) you know (laughs) you go back and you start thinking like oh all these things were and so i think a lot of times like in family and it's funny because i was listening to the read uh recently and they were talking about uh, they had they got a letter from someone and it was saying about how at a young age a teacher had noticed signs in the child of ADHD or ADD, one of those things like that, and went and spoke to the parents like, hey, we think this is possible. And then black parents being like, oh, no, not my child, not doing yeah. that. But then as, and maybe this is wrong, I don't know if I'm, if this is all tying in, but as the child progressively got older and those signs continued to show up, the parents would literally, knowing what was going on with the child would still treat them as though, no, this is not what's happening. And so it makes you start questioning, well, what the fuck is wrong with me? Especially when it comes to learning environments. Yeah. It's like, you're trying your hardest. It's like, nah, he just need to put his head in that book. And it's like, But it's because they're in denial, which now turns into their denial comes out as gaslighting towards the child. The child. And yeah. then it leads the child with trauma where all along it's like, you knew yeah. what this was, but you chose to just ignore those signs because not my baby. Right, he right. He ain't doing all of this. But and that's where I feel like it, it gets a bit tricky because denial is, is complicated in the sense of sometimes denial can be so strong that you literally th- mm-hmm. think that that's how people pass a lot of tech because like, they truly believe mm-hmm. the bullshit that they they spread yep and it's like granted i ain't never taken a lot of success and i would love to take one to see if i can pass it but it's like <laughs> when people so strongly believe it i guess with gaslight turns i i always question if they truly do believe like nah this didn't happen like, no, this did not happen. Or if they are just so hell-bent on covering up whatever it is that they did, that they are going to be, t- they're going to stand ten toes right. on that. And I think a lot of times when it comes to family stuff, our, our parents or our family that's older than us have issues with showing weakness in mm-hmm. front of a child mm-hmm. that they are going to tell you whatever it is to make themselves sound better because at the end of the day, you don't, you're not supposed to question it. Right, right. So, and they knew that. So they held that power dynamic over us. Mm-hmm. And we just had to go along with it. But the effects that it has on the child is low self-esteem because you believe that you can't do shit right. Right. Because they've been telling you, or you question your... Ability to do things right. Like right, because question. they've been telling you, no, mm-hmm. this didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But then also, it made, and I remember this conversation as I was as I've gotten older and like listened to more podcasts stuff like that about how like everyone's always talk about women's intuition like mm-hmm. all the time. But everyone has an intuition. Right. Everyone has that good feeling, and the way that you foster it is listening to it. Literally. And I feel like if you had those supportive parents, and you know when you were younger, that were able to 
validate your feelings, mm-hmm. then you're able to listen to those things more. But if you have like feelings of things or saying stuff and then your parents are like, no, nah, that didn't happen, blah, 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 something like that, you lose that ability. And then it hinders you later on in life because right. then you end up going to these relationships where you like, well, this is what I've seen because mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's familiar. It's familiar, not familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and so again, I, it's so sad that everything starts a fucking childhood, but it does. And I, I I can't think of any specific instances with my family where that has happened. I know it has happened because mm-hmm. of fucking life, but I can't think of a specific one now. A specific one now where I can be like this. Th- this hurt me. Yeah, and I, I that's where I feel like I can't really think of one either <laughs> because um, we've been gaslit so much we don't even. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> we've had to push them out of our psyche. I feel like for for me, my experience, like especially like with my mom, like mm-hmm. I could, I could feel my feelings. Like there mm-hmm. was one time in my life where I was like, she's so judgmental and this mm-hmm. and that, and I'm just like, no, she wasn't. Like she was literally just being Hi, the parent that she was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like, I can't really recall anything. To, to my knowledge now. But also, so I have an example just with like family. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not my personal example, but mm-hmm. I like this example because it goes to show that it doesn't have to be something big either. Mm-hmm. It could just be something little that mm-hmm. happens over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so, Chipping away at the iceberg. Right. And so this like scenario kind of puts you in the mindset of like, okay, like this probably is happening on a daily basis and you're, you're just unaware of it. And so... Mm-hmm. Picture this, you live with your mother. The two of you get along fairly well, but she often questions you when you come home a little late. You said you'd be home right after work. She insists one day, I need my medication, but now the pharmacy will be closed by the time we get there. When you tell her you don't recall that conversation about her, about taking her to run errands, she shakes her head in disbelief. You stood right there and promised me you'd be home early. But you remember making coffee quietly in the kitchen so you wouldn't wake her. You say this, but she refuses to consider your version of events. Later, you overhear her talking loudly on the phone. I'm just not sure about his state of mind, she says. Mm. He can't even remember a conversation from this morning. So similar situations Mm. like this play out repeatedly to the point where you begin to wonder, like, are you really forgetting things? But it's Mm. just like, in this situation, I know I, you were asleep while I was making coffee because I was trying to be quiet and you're oh, telling me like we had a conversation this morning like so oh, example that's what I feel like is happening with my grandmother now oh, but I think that I'm more lenient to that to a certain extent because she might actually forget yes yes mm-hmm. and but it, it, it gets played out as if you know no you did this you did this mm-hmm. but then as it goes on and going, well, you know I have bad memory. Well, don't accuse. But again, I think there's like, you know, mm-hmm. age sure. stuff, stuff and like other that. things going on mm-hmm. that are influencing and, that. Okay, so then now that you brought that up, I guess that goes to you know, my grandmother too. And grandmother, uh, how was Jenny? Uh, ooh, I don't know. 76? I feel like when I went and saw her last year, she was 75 or something like that. Because I feel like our grandparents are around the same Yeah, age. I think so, yeah. And that is the thing that I struggle with with my grandmother is that same thing of forgetfulness. And it's like, it makes me, we've had this conversation, and I don't know if that's gaslighting because 
I genuinely do feel like she forgets, but it doesn't, it has the same effect of making me question like, what? Yeah. You know? I'm trying to understand. Okay, so <laughs> um, It makes me question like, what am, all the effort that I am doing, it seems to go unnoticed, mm-hmm. but it's like, what am I doing wrong? Or how can I, so, but I don't, I can't say that it's gaslighting, but the effects that I feel are very similar to a right. gaslighting. Right. I think in both these situations, like we can understand that like our grandparents are older mm-hmm. and that other factors may be influencing how this mm-hmm. situation is playing out. And it's just like, it doesn't make it right. Mm-hmm. You still feel the same way mm-hmm. leaving the conversation or Correct. leaving the interaction, but it's just kind of like, in a sense, that's what it was mm-hmm. because it's just like, so in that case, what? that will be, I feel like will be considered unintentional. Yes, yes, perfect, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's not in their control. But okay, but see, then I, then I question is just like, at what point after conversations are had, when you consistently do these things of like, no, this is, that you don't stop and think, hmm. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm bugging. But then it's like, is that reverse gaslighting? <laughs> I don't know. But it's like, I feel like the thing that would stop the gaslighting loop in that situation is the gaslight her stopping and actually thinking like, is something wrong? Yeah. It's the getting help portion or even acknowledging that this is happening too consistently. And I feel like in our instance with older people, I don't, I mean, yes, they're stuck in their ways, but at some point you would have to think like, maybe I'm actually just forgetting all of this shit. But again, it's pride. Yes, for my grandmother, stop. I think it's pride. Same. Louisiana I, grandmother. Literally. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I think it's pride, but I also, no, actually, I think it's pride, a huge one for mm-hmm. sure. And I also think, obviously, there's a, a bit of medical, you know, mm-hmm. mental, stuff, mental stuff going on yeah. because with age, but mm-hmm. pride probably is. It's just kind of like you don't want to, you don't want to. You don't want to seem in fear. You don't want to see come off weak. And yeah. I guess because obviously, like I said, it's about gaining psychological control in the gaslighting situation. Not saying that this is. I don't know. I don't want to speak that on lovely at older <laughs> but at the same time it's like you don't want to come off as weak and right. showing that weakness of maybe i forgot so but instead of just admitting that you continue to push this narrative of no it's always the other person and it's like and by that time the other person is exhausted exhausted like... and then they don't want to come around you and then you wonder why they're going to say the calls <laughs> We're in the same boat on that one. And it's just like, like for instance, this past Tuesday, I went brought, actually Wednesday, I went Mm -hmm. brought my grandmother groceries. And it's just like the amount of energy and just mental and emotional tolls it Mm -hmm. takes on me leading up to it. I'm like, my You're Lord. already depleted before you get there. Already. So you're running on empty. Already. Mm-hmm. And then it, it doesn't help like when, and we can talk about this later too, it's just like you get behavior flips. So it's like some instant inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. And that's another, you, you know, know. What to expect. You, you guys, Jesus, are we in an abusive relationship <laughs> with our grandparents? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
like, but I think, you know, the inconsistency aspect of it is what kind of keeps people in situations for so long because it's just like, well, they know, exactly. They know something good is going to happen Mm -hmm. and the good, you know, feels good when you're in it. And so Mm -hmm. like, for instance, my grandmother, she'll say, well, I miss you. You don't call me as much. Guilt. But not acknowledging, mm-hmm. like... It's guilt. I'm, it's guilt. What? Oh, we can have this whole... We <laughs> but, need to jump off of the family because, woo, this is a whole family show. Well, mm-hmm. that's definitely... familial examples family. before we jump? Do you want to take a break before we keep going, or are you good to keep going? Let's do... I don't know if I want to do friends or work next and then take a break. Okay. Your pick. Which one first? And then we can take a break after that one. Let's go friends okay. only because I know we're going to do work and relationships. And so work and then relationships can be the, what, <laughs> what take us home. <laughs> but shit, friends too. I've had some, I have lived. <laughs> you have lived. Lived your life, hunty. Oh, man. Huh. To lo- Come into lose. Come on, baby. I feel like for me, Experiencing this in friendships mm-hmm. has not been a thing for me as of late. I think in high school, yes. Mm-hmm. And even in college, too. Um, you know, Just when I was younger, I, I really do think, obviously. But, you know, you're dealing with a lot of people who weren't really your friends or, you know, in stuff and situations like that. And so, um... I I can't really put my finger on anything that is currently going on now because now if I experience that, they're just not my friend. Like, it's very easy. It's not that I have a a feeling that I need to be your friend, you know, to keep my social circle big. Like, no, I don't. We don't need to talk. We don't need to do anything like that. And so um, there's not anything that I can think of in particular. Well, now, what about let me grab my emotional support animal and get to this. (laughs) So I. I feel like I've dealt with and I think that's why my friend groups have shifted hella (laughs) in the past six, seven years of my life as I've gotten older because I think again, going back to oh, this is a good, oh god the the way we're doing this is perfect for me because I feel like it all a lot of times in the friendships that I've had in the past I accepted things because of familial things of the past. Right, right. And so I stayed around a bunch of people that it was, I stayed around a bunch of people too long because with, I've already, de- it was what I was used to because I'm, same thing with family. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I don't want to leave out. But some days are good, some days are bad. And I know specifically like college, like, oof, what just people would lie about. No, we didn't do that. I don't just talk about it. It's like I, I I know for a fact. Right. And I think it's for me it was always a little bit different with friends because I took it more so with the grain of salt with those things. I as much as I still questioned, but I'm just like I'm questioning it, but I'm also like I know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you, I'm also like I know. But then why are they lying? <laughs> 
it's like you know i think it's that's really a, it's like a a skillful tactic mm-hmm. like of how to maneuver uh-huh. the thoughts that come when people just literally blatantly lie right about things that you know for a fact and i feel like in friends it's it's a bit hard sometimes because a lot of situations involve like more than one and so, so it's like a group mm. against you or like even if mm-hmm. it's two people against you, you it's harder because you don't want to challenge that. yeah and mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like well mm-hmm. they're seeing it this way and i'm the only one seeing it differently like what strength in numbers yeah yeah part. essentially and that's where Correct. i feel like the only that's the only that's a huge difference when it comes to mm-hmm. like gaslighting within friendships or just like interpersonal relationships. Because mm-hmm. no, it's a one-on-one thing, but then right. when you got the numbers, then it really makes you think like, so if two people or three people are saying this, it's like, am I really tripping? But then I think the thing that I learned in those situations is sometimes as much as we're all friends, there's strong connections in the friendship and right. that person's going to have that person's back. So they're going to agree whatever they say and then gang up on you and it really has you question like, that's where I feel like and I'm glad that it's happened this way, but it's just like, as I've gotten older, I haven't experienced that much, which I would hope everybody would, because that's a very childish thing to do. Because if you were, you know, secure within yourself, Mm -hmm. you would call out your friend if Mm -hmm. they're like intentionally Mm -hmm. doing this to another person that you also consider your friend. friend. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's just like, that's where it becomes, you know, a bit difficult and like mm-hmm. having worked in a high school setting like Oof, obviously yeah. i see it right a lot and it's just like woo, hopefully one day y'all will go out of this right and it's it's just as and i know like people i don't know who all of our listeners are but people will say that's a very feminine trait no niggas that do the shit too. literally yes everybody does it it's, human i guess i don't want to say human nature because i don't think it's a correct nature of the human right but it's happened fortunate human nature (laughs) right it's happened to me with guy friends girlfriends Mm -hmm. it's and again it makes you not only does it make you question your sanity in the sense of like what the like what 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 but but it also makes you question the friendships right like you've been around people for so long that you think that these people because it's different if this was like a new friendship and this happening you're like okay this is new some new shit but it's it's different when you've been friends with people for so long and then like suddenly like stuff like this and you're just like i thought we was good like where is this coming from like why and then you're just like "Mm, but oh did like that and then you're just like okay and I think that's been with the, in these instances for me, the groups that that's happened with, I've always, it makes you question it because again, you, as the, I don't even know if that's considered gaslighting. The, the women to use the term gas, as the gaslighting in those situations, like you have those good days. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so you're really just like, that's not something that I want to let go of. Right. But then it's like, you finally just get to a point where you're just like, I can't keep, which we talked about this when we were offline. It's like nothing is more important than your peace. Yep, and yep. when you get in those situations, no matter how good it is, it's it's like you're you're always wondering, like, when is it going to happen? Yeah. And be, then I feel like that's just not a friendship when you got to sit there and question, like, or you got to, like, be on guard. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like in friendships, it's 
I feel like it's harder in friendships than it is in relationships, even though we're in relationships more common, because you feel like your friend should be your safe space. Yeah. Because when you're going through some shit with your person, it's like, who are you going to? Your friends. You want to be able to lay everything down and just be like, ah. Right. But if you've dealt with this gaslighting situations, then you're always, you don't have that safe space and you're always on guard because it's like, what's going to happen if we, you know, like it, it makes you question what you tell people because, okay, if you get to that point where you're finally like, okay, I can't deal with this shit anymore. And then it's like, they know everything about you. Right. And so it's like, what? Yeah. It, my folks. It's, it's a lot. And that's <laughs> where I, we're going to talk more about just like that in the sense of like differentiating between characteristics in a person that make it more possible for them to stand up and mm, get out of this cycle um, as opposed to continuing to be in this cycle. And when I say continuing to be like in this cycle, mm. obviously it's not because you just like pain and torture. It's just because <laughs> there are factors set against you at some times, mm. you know, mm. making it harder for mm. you to be able to do certain things. Like and especially to be alone. <laughs> Especially like you just said in, in groups of friends, it's just kind of like you may not want to like confront this certain thing because it might result in you losing this air quotes friend mm -hmm. and more friends. Then who do you have? Mm -hmm. Like you're it's the it's the um the fact that you're going to have to be temporarily extremely uncomfortable and in, yep. in pain in mm -hmm. order to be good for the long run. And I think the thing that people, when they're in there, it's like you said, temporarily in pain or whatever. Excruciating. Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I don't want to do it. But right. then you don't realize that you've been in you've pain the whole time. Like chronic it's just pain. death <laughs> by a thousand little cuts instead of well, one bullet two. It's a, yeah, one second. It's a oh, suicide. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. We're going to fix that out. Because I don't even want it. Yeah, that doesn't need to be there. Sorry, everybody. But yeah, no, friends is, yeah, that's a difficult one. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. let's take a break and then we'll get into the work and then the relationship. Oh, that part. Yeah. about gaslighting in general and just kind of how it applies to more <clears throat> categories in our life than just romantic relationships. Yep. And so <clears throat> where we kind of cut off is just talking about what this looks like in the Fram, Fram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just combine them. The friends fine. and family relationships that we may have in our life and we wanted to dive more into what this mm. may look like in a work setting as well as what we normally see it in in the relationship relationships and so let's start with work since you kind of were talking about that a little <laughs> bit um prior to you even knowing what the topic for today right, would be right, right. and so what what are you, some of your examples of either being gaslighted and or being the gaslighter in a work setting? 
I would pray and hope that I'm not a gaslighter at work. Which um, we'll talk about that. Right. Not at work, but like, you know, it goes back to the unintentional and intentional. Completely possible. Um, I feel like work is a little bit more nuanced mm-hmm. <laughs> because like, I, I don't know 1000% that this is considered gaslighting, but like, I know like with work now, the way that I don't know if this is just gaslighting because it's just more manipulation mm-hmm. in work. And so maybe it has like a, a little twang of gaslighting, but just like the asking for more stuff to be done. Actually, no, I don't know. Okay, so I don't know how much this is gaslighting because the person that asks me to do the, the the extra work or that continues to give me more things knows my capabilities and knows what's on my plate. Mm-hmm. However, their manager questions what we do. Mm. And so I, I feel like there's just a disconnect between management. I don't know how right. much gaslighting it is, but it still makes me question when I hear things like, what do they do? It's like, what the fuck do you think I'm doing all day? <laughs> It's like, do you think I literally just just twirled my fucking thumbs and I'm just because I don't that part gets me. So, I, do you have an already example like I have an example place? that I've seen like in a workplace. Um, okay, because maybe that'll give me more clarity and be like, so because again, I feel like like we said, gaslighting is just this new term. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Excuse me. Which I did want to talk about too, just the differentiation between gaslighting and just lying, because cool. I think again, people just view somebody lying to them as mm-hmm. gaslighting and that's not mm-hmm. necessary necessarily true true yeah right. and so um well what i can give i can give my example which i this is the only example that comes to mind just within a work setting and then i'll read the one that i saw online um and then we can you know table back to you um so the one that comes to mind for me is you know, during that time period when I was getting my license to, you know, be a mental health therapist and I had a supervisor and things were really well um, at my prior job. Um, Huh? No, 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 no. Just my supervisor for my licensure. Like, you know, you have to check in. You have to um, have a meeting with them once a week. And so okay. I don't really have a relationship with this person outside of mm-hmm. this. Um, and so this was for one, me getting to know this person mm-hmm. and just the getting to know them setting, <laughs> but then now having them be my supervisor over my hours that I'm getting for my license, you know, mm-hmm. for my job, which everything was great. It just fast forward to a situation where this my supervisor had more than one um, licensee. 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 More than one intern under them, right? Okay, okay, okay. And so, not to my own horn, but <laughs> the other intern was just not doing to your caliber. Well. Um, mm-hmm. And Pop, then mm, blow the horn on the ground, <laughs> which ultimately resulted in like some things happening with the board and they didn't get their lesson, whatever the case may be. Oh, shit. Right. However, this is important information because it affects me because now, as we've gotten almost to the end of me completing my hours, mm-hmm. you feel the need to now assert your supervisor role. Your supervisor Because 
this situation played out with your other intern. Mm -hmm. And I'm completely fine with that. It's just how you did it. And so, for an example, like, you know, the supervisors can sit on a session if they want to, which I remember this. I'm completely Come fine back. with that. <laughs> and however, my um, ethics lie with my clients and mm -hmm. what I feel like is best for them. And so you can sit on a session. And if there's a session that I know going into it is going to already be like emotionally like and having you in there would make it worse what, because you are a complete stranger they don't know you like mm -hmm. all of this good stuff and so i voiced that and so i'm giving you all this context listeners mm -hmm. because it's going to make sense where now we've gotten to the point where it's like you have been praising me this whole time, mm -hmm. but now we are in a setting where you're wanting this to happen and I'm pushing back. And now you're saying, well, you know, I don't really know like how you've been. Like, and so I'm and just like questioning, like <laughs> at some point I got quiet because it's just like, so all the notes that I've taken and the feedback that you give me has been a lie. Like, am mm -hmm. I misperceiving mm -hmm. things? Am I mm -hmm. like not doing what I'm supposed to do because mm -hmm. I'm like, so that is my I closest remember, thing I that this I have. Now because you were in Webster and I think I'm yes. still living with you. And I remember you telling me where you was like, we're gonna table this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that, what I did in that, situation is something that I'm going to use that as an example when we talk about like what to do in these situations. Okay, and, like, good. Thankfully, I love when you have I, <laughs> I was at that point in my life a little bit where I could, you know, stand up for myself and not feel as if, you know, this person's perception of reality was the end all be all. And so that's kind of where I'm at in the example that I have for work setting. Mm -hmm. So the one that they have identified Because we says, haven't had some more. <laughs> it says, okay. Scenario is you've earned a promotion to be a manager. With the promotion comes an assistant manager. Oh, this person is someone who wanted that same promotion. Over the past few weeks, you've noticed documents disappearing from your desk and important phone messages not coming through. When you ask the assistant manager if they've seen any of these documents, their angry reaction surprises you. Are you accusing me of taking your things? Remember, my job is to help you. Why would I do anything like that? When you ask about another missing file a few weeks later, they say, you know, you seem really stressed lately. This promotion is a big change. Not everyone can handle this responsibility. So it's literally like you are doing specific things to sabotage my performance in this position. And then when I, not even in a confrontational manner, but just mm -hmm. address the situation, mm -hmm. you're met with like, you're crazy. No, I didn't do that. And like, this is happening at a work setting. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. So, I'm. Thank you, God. I I've been in this PTSD of my previous job that I don't think about them anymore. Mm -hmm. I was gaslit so much in that bitch yep, yep. <laughs> that I haven't even. I, I try not to think about it because. It was just so bad. Like, you know how mm -hmm. dark that time was that I try not to think about it. But there were so many situations where 
specifically, I remember I was coming back one Christmas. It was I, the Christmas I got. What did I have? Strap. They had strap. I don't know what it was. Right. I had strap, and I was kind of. I was in Louisiana, mm-hmm. and I stayed there for like a week or something like that. I don't recall what was going on. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I got sick. I was sick during. I was sick when I left Houston to go there, but stayed. And then finally, after Christmas, I was like, I need to go get checked out. And then finally, I was strapped a lot because I wanted it to be COVID, so I didn't have to go back to work. But it didn't happen. <laughs> and I remember getting back. Like the doctor cleared me. It was like after two days, you know, you should be fine. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back to work, and it was on my mom's birthday, so on December thirtieth. And it was this whole big deal. And then my not district manager, but the division manager at the time, who hated. Um, I came back and they were working on the thing because my counterpart was out too because he actually had COVID and had to work with this person all day didn't like him all this stuff like that and then after we were done for the day he wanted to have this conversation he wanted to talk and I'm already done like I'm I wasn't 100% at the time Mm -hmm. and he claims I can tell you weren't and I'm like then why are we doing this like what is this and then I remember him, like, we had this conversation. He was, like, talking about performance and stuff like that. And granted, I never got any complaints from vendors. It was always from this one person because they expect you to do all this shit illegally. Yeah. But won't have your back when you do it and you get caught by the vendor. That, But so I remember him like, saying, hey, literally, you know, like, I didn't want to hire you. And it was at that point that I realized, yeah, I got to go. Yeah. But the funniest part about it is, like, I was really sitting there just like, what? Because I remember before I got this position, I was just helping out. Like, you were begging me. Like, you wanted me to take that empty role, but now, magically, you didn't want to hire me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, because then I really went to that phase, like, was I tripping? Like, maybe I didn't want to. Didn't. Did he not? Did he say that? Was maybe that was I was joking, but literally courted me. You know, going back to the old days, <laughs> wanted me to take that position because they were so desperate because right. nobody wanted to work under him, and I know why. Uh huh. That you were literally begging, and then now that I'm not kissing your ass, I didn't want to hire you. But then I'm like, if you don't want to hire me, why the fuck did you? Like, who forced you? No, That's probably. what I think now. Right. But. Oh God, that job! I don't. Yeah, I'm not gonna keep going into them because then I get really angry with those people. I'm telling you, it, <sighs> when you think back on the when I look back <laughs> over my life, all of the badness and all that is done, that is done to me. me, it would be really nice if um, someone would bring back my liquor because I need it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I need my lubrication. Gracias. Well, so now let's jump in the next category of relationships. romantic relationships. So obviously what comes to mind is the age old thing of like, these hoes ain't love. I know that you are being, you know, unfaithful, unfaithful unloyal, Me? all that no, stuff. No, I'm a saint. You, you crazy. Realize, right? But this is a good um, category to differentiate between a lie and being gaslit 
Okay, so, good. yes. For an example, when it comes to relationships and, and cheating, it's like mm-hmm. you are like a hundred percent positive that these are the facts that have happened. Now you address it with your partner and mm-hmm. it's just like, no, like I wasn't cheating. That's where it starts with a lie. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I didn't do that. Or no, that's not the seed is planted. <laughs> the seed is planted. Wait, wait, wait. No. But wait, Secondly, there's more. <laughs> They now attempt to make you feel guilty about having one, brought this information to the table, Mm -hmm. and two, Mm -hmm. to have accused them of such heinous The nerve of you to think that I would even do such a thing. Literally, and so that's where it now is getting to the gaslighting part because you lie, you know that this is a lie, and now you're trying to pull on heartstrings. Like you are playing mm-hmm. that psychological, you know, car, that mental, that emotional, which makes it difficult because the emotions are there. Thank you. Um, and so it's like it's a bit hard to think rationally about mm-hmm. a situation when mm-hmm. you do have emotions involved, involved. because Correct. at the end of the day we are human and mm-hmm. so um i do want to dive into this topic a little bit more and i also want to say that i in this situation have been gaslighted and have been the gaslighter like oh, there's been multiple times where mm-hmm. i have like lie mm-hmm. and then perpetuated that lie because mm-hmm. I don't I, I, I didn't want to get caught but I was already caught like what the hell mm-hmm. like that makes no sense but all the sense in the world and I think that's the part where because yes we've all been on both ends mm-hmm. of that and I think the part of it is there's that fear <sighs> I can't say in my and this is for me I don't in the definition of like wanting power or control I never wanted to control it was always the fear of losing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I guess I guess it is control because you're controlling in the sense of wanting to stay right right so okay yep okay. It, it, it all goes back to control it really does it is. Yeah, and yeah. so let me finish that the, the scenario that came mm-hmm. up and so this one was the one that they put and so you consider the, these two reactions like you convince you're, you're pretty convinced that you have proof that your partner cheated you ask them directly about it giving mm-hmm. them a chance to be honest mm-hmm. and this is their reaction like how dare you accuse me of cheating i work all day and come home to spend time with you but you're never here you say you're working but who knows where you are you're probably the one cheating and if i were cheating it's not like you can blame me since you're always too tired to have sex that right there i feel like Mm -hmm. happens a lot in romantic Mm -hmm. relationships it's like the flip the script like Mm -hmm. i'm in the hot seat i'm very uncomfortable i'm gonna throw it on you you know who said this best Keisha Cole. Goodbye. <laughs> Good. What should Keisha Cole have done? Cheated. As much as he accused <laughs> her of cheating, she should have. And like, you know what? I learned at a young age, huh? <laughs> literally. And it's like I said, it's like the first response is a lie. Like, no, I wasn't cheating on you. But then you take it a step further. And now you are trying to guilt trip and manipulate in like psychological manners. And so and in that in that response, it's almost like you damn near just told on yourself yep. too. 
Because how do you respond? You know, no, I'm not cheating. But I would be justified if I did because you don't ever want to have sex with me. Nigga. Then go. What? Go. Yeah, no. I, I'm... So would you like to start off on what <laughs> your experiences are? Well, I think mine are pretty standard just in, in regards to like this example. Um, like I said, I, I've been through this type of situation with a lot One, of situations. Two, three <laughs> times <laughs> too much. So I think on this category, since it's pretty standard mm-hmm. for me, I will share my role of being the gaslighter in this situation. I'm interested. And kind of give more insight as to like what my thoughts were. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's see. Because I'm curious. One that comes to mind is... January 4th, 1973. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in college, right? Okay. And of course I had been talking to somebody, you know, prior... At this point, I'm not in a relationship with anybody, mm-hmm. um, but it's like you you feel like you're in a relationship with people, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm in college. Okay, I sexy. am living my absolute best life. This is my sophomore year in college. Let's go! Living my best life. And of course, I had been talking uh, to somebody or whatever the case may be. For like a better term, dismiss. <laughs> <laughs> and it hadn't really been serious. This is this person at, um, at school. Well, mm. the old person <laughs> comes to Dad. stay with me at my dorm with his friends because they were going to Ooh, like a, a concert or whatever in Houston. Mm-hmm. They were like, hey, can I stay with I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, sure, cool, whatever, whatever. So fast forward to like, they come back to my apartment in the like the middle of the night because that's when the concert ended and like I am asleep. Um, I get awoken <laughs> to mm-hmm. what the hell is this? Because to my surprise, this person, and I don't know how to this day, to this day, um, this person had got access to some information on my phone and it was just like, what is this, this and that. I literally outrightly said, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I played the... You woke me up out of my sleep. I'm disoriented. I don't know what, what you're, you're talking about. That even my phone. <laughs> when this is a prime example, like it's it's right here. Right there. It's right here. You're right there. And I'm like, what? What are you? What are you talking about? Just go to sleep. Right. You know, just like we'll talk about it in the morning. Oh no, <laughs> there was nothing the about it. But in that moment, what I can recall as what was influencing like my response in that manner was, for one, I was a different person as It was far, young. Yes, it was young, <laughs> but I was a different person as far as like how I handle confrontation. Mm-hmm. I didn't. So deny, 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 deflect, was, deflect, deflect. There was no handling confrontation. Oh my God, this is like fucking Jersey Shore. So Do you it was that? not gonna happen. When Ron was like, deny, deny, deny. And when they show facts, deny <laughs> some more. <laughs> Oh shit, well, that was the original. Were you with her? Were you with some girl? Yeah, no, mm-hmm. but honestly, I think in that moment, it was like, you know, I didn't want a, I didn't want confrontation because in my mind, I'm like, you got your friends out there in the living room, mm-hmm. you know, it's sleeping away. Like, I don't need, like, you mm-hmm. know me. The scene mm-hmm. is not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we weren't even together, but we were together. And I know this Negro was doing X, Y, 
crazy too. So it's just kind of like, you know, in that moment, avoidance of confrontation probably was at the forefront of how, mm-hmm. or, or, or the reason why I responded that way, as well as, again, didn't really want a scene. And then two, I was- I love a good scene. I though. was asleep. Like, I'm so ready for a scene. I think and... I was caught off guard. So in that point, it's a lack of control. Cause <laughs> now, I'm being blindsided because mm-hmm. I wasn't planning on doing this. Because tonight. when you know it's about to happen, you start formulating your ideas. Literally, okay? but when literally, you sleep, you dreaming about everything. I you was, like, you know, I was <laughs> in my own little world. So that was a clear example that comes to my mind, and it's mm-hmm. just like I know good and well what I was doing and what was mm-hmm. going on, but I acted like I didn't know <clears throat> what I you were. I'm blind. I'm blind to read my own text messages on my own phone. I said, oh, I don't have that number saved. So that's kind of mm. my example. I personally cannot think of uh, any instances of, which I'm sure I have, of the being the gaslighty. Um, gaslighter? Yeah, him too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know instances of being the gaslighter. So yeah, no, I can't think of any like off the top of my head that like stick out because one, I haven't been in very many relationships in life mm-hmm. to where I'm. Okay, hmm. I me neither. I'm talking about situationships. Like this no, no, no. is literally. Okay, I haven't been in many relationships or situationships where I've cared enough to lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Other ones, it's just like, yeah. Same, I'm, same. Yeah. Okay, bye. So can't think of that. However, on the opposite end of the being the gaslight tea. Mm-hmm. Ooh, child. <laughs> <laughs> there have been plenty of situations where it has happened. Um, <laughs> and it's the, in, with when it comes to relationships, I think the hardest, the hardest part for me in being the gaslighty is y- to one, know that you're being lied to. Yeah. And yes, you start, you do the whole thing of questioning, like, well, am I or not? But then it's the the breaking of, or not, I don't want to say breaking. It's the thought of, like, why? Right. It's the consistent, like, in your mind of why, <laughs> one, why do I, why do I deserve this? Why are you not comfortable enough to just be, like, yeah, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, in some situations, like, people, you know, you don't want to lose this person. But why? I mean, like, Beyonce stayed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Hillary stayed. What was that on? That was on some show. And it's like, so you, you wonder, like, why can't there be this? when? Cause, because when things are good, they're good. Right. It's like in the conversations that are had are open and honest mm-hmm. in those regards and so it's like why is this the thing that you feel like you can't be honest about mm-hmm. and have we not established a friendship a camaraderie, mm-hmm. a camaraderie to where like you can't say look i fucked up mm-hmm. where you have to make this person question like their entire fucking mental state <laughs> For and it would be different if it was just a one-time thing on that situation, yeah. but when it's like a recurring thing, like we talked about, mm-hmm. it's a recurring thing that you're like, nigga, am I tripping? Like you be sitting in the mirror, like Issa be like, 
nigga, bitch, it's you. Like, it's you good. It's you good. Like, what? Like, why is this happening? And so I think that is the part that becomes the most hurtful yeah. in situations of being the gaslight is because it's like, why, why me? Why? Literally, and I think to that comment, mm-hmm. it's kind of like as a gaslighty on the opposite end of being gaslighted, it's like now you begin to question like what am I doing mm-hmm. to make this person feel like you said, mm-hmm. like not comfortable enough mm-hmm. to be honest with me. Mm-hmm. And in my situation, which was I was talking to you about, it's just like at this point, there isn't anything that I'm doing to mm-hmm. not make this person comfortable. comfortable. Because for one, I've opened the space multiple times. Mm-hmm. Now it's not my responsibility to coddle you, you into talk. it. Talk, like, mm-hmm. exactly. All I could do is create the space. I can mm-hmm. open it for com- com- communication um, as to what, like, things we both need to work on. But if you're not willing to, you know, do those things, it's like, at some point, now it just becomes disrespect. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, mm. Because it's, and again, like we've said before, it's like, it, and I don't, I can't say this is a blanket statement of like not wanting to show weakness, but that's the only thing I can think of is like not wanting to show like not wanting to, sh- like wanting to be perfect. Yeah. And so, but, and then I think that goes back to the way that person was brought up is like having to be yeah, upper epsilon, the whole epsilon, epsilon. I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> Next. <laughs> it's a child. Wanting to be like this perfect person and not wanting to be viewed as having flaws. So instead of just admitting like, damn, yeah, this happened. You want to be like, I'm perfect. You fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's deflection. Nope. And it's like, no one's perfect. So why would you expect me to believe that you're perfect? Because right. no. So why not just put that on the table especially like you said when you've created that space yep, yep. for open honest communication in all regards but yeah it, it's hard it definitely is and like i said i in this situation can hold myself accountable mm. for being the gaslighter in in these situations and now as i'm like talking about this more i think i was the gaslighter in a lot of other situations just on a a smaller scale but Mm -hmm. like interactions but like for example if you know let's say you come to me and you're experiencing something and it's really upsetting to you and i'm Mm -hmm. just like you're being a bit dramatic like it didn't really happen it's like Mm -hmm. That, well, is more so of an example of just, like, invalidation. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it continues, continues to go that way, that. then it becomes, like... Oh, my God, that's how it starts. Literally. And so now you're questioning, it's like, well, damn, am I am I re- overreacting to this mm-hmm. situation? Am I being a bit dramatic? And it's just like, no, bitch, you're not being dramatic. I feel what like, I feel because feel I feel what I feel. feel. Like, the book. Thank you. Like, but, again, I think that goes to what I said earlier is that it unintentionally becomes a behavior of a person because they've learned it mm-hmm. over time. They've learned it. They've been doing it so long on check. That it's like, this is their normal. Assume this as their coping. Assume the position. <laughs> and it's really unfortunate. And it mm-hmm. takes people 
wanting to do differently in order to do differently. Correct. Okay, so then I guess the question that I have that I want to before because you have you, the how you you said something like how you want to end it, but have you ever had a situation where your gaslighter has later admitted finally that they were lying? Or like admitted to their 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 crimes against humanity. I feel like yes, I have in the situation like with my grandmother. Mm. She'll end the conversation with, "Well, you know my my um, mm. my um, Jesus Lord, <laughs> my memory isn't that good." Mm-hmm. And it's like, but we literally have been going back and forth for ten minutes, and now you're going to end it with, that? Well, "You know my memory isn't good." Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, and I said, so never mind. I guess I know the answer second part. I was like, did it. How did it make you feel? Like for that admission? In that way? Nah, dust. I think in like romantic relationships, I wanna say, I don't know if I've ever gotten like an apology for certain things. I think I get Mm. certain acknowledgements for parts of stories, Mm -hmm. but it always comes with a butt, with a rebuttal, with a that like, big booty bitch. it's, it's yeah, never man. just like, you're right, I hugged up. Which, well now, yes, but it, I guess it depends on just like the situation and the circumstances. I think for me, because as of recently, I did get my admission that I wasn't crazy, but I, I don't, like you said, like you never got an apology. I don't know if it's ever been a situation where like, I, yeah, I needed the apology. It was almost just, I needed the- Acknowledgement. Acknowledgement to know that I wasn't fucking crazy. Right, right. And, and so, not ever getting that will drive you up a wall. Drive you up a wall, because it will continue, because you continue in that loop yeah. of, was I crazy? And then it, you carry that mm-hmm. to the next person, situation, whatever. And it's like, and right. then it makes you question, it almost, it slowly chips away at your personality. Yeah. Because you think that if you were doing this, you were being yourself during whatever, that why why wasn't it enough mm-hmm. then? And so you want to try and tweak something and so you, you end up becoming this person that you're not because yeah. you're trying to appease because me being me allowed create cause this person to do this. It's like you said earlier, it plants the seed of self doubt mm-hmm. and it creates for distrust in your own intuition. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, intuition, I like we just said that earlier. Intuition is something that you cultivate over time, but yeah. it's so freaking hard to cultivate if you've never been in an environment that was cultivated. Yeah. And you, so, you gotta be the hinky bitch. <laughs> you, you, you gotta hinky that bitch. They pulled you out too quickly. <laughs> like, I wasn't done baking, you know? And so, as adults, you see so many people living with, for lack of better words, scarred intuitions and right. like unable to trust them, their own judgment on mm-hmm. things, which makes for a whole a gas problems. It's just like, my lord. It causes the gaslighty to then turn around and become a gaslighter. And all this doing is continuing the cycle. And so we're all fucking and I that's why none of us be having well, I'm not gonna say none of us because some people do have successful relationships but maybe they've done that work and have been whole but it's like 
you're literally just now putting your trauma onto another person right and then causing this cycle to continue and that's where i feel like the cycle is really cycling is it's really cyclical <laughs> in the category of romantic relationships yeah. as well as in the category of like family mm-hmm. and so i i see that cycle happening because it's just like in a romantic like relationship you could say you know i never want to treat someone the way that you treated me mm-hmm. unintentionally now you're doing it because now you just don't care now you yeah. just and it's like now you're hurting someone who didn't you know even deserve, even deserve that and so mm-hmm. it's it's difficult um but sure. dif- difficult but not impossible impossible to overcome in mm-hmm. that sense but it just takes you being mature to mm-hmm. Hold yourself accountable. Like Accountability. I feel like I'm doing a great job at holding myself accountable, but it is very frustrating when you're the only one doing it. And mm-hmm. so at that point now you, you are required to make, you know, certain decisions, decisions. for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I have a bonus category in which I would like to talk about this, um, which I personally haven't experienced, but being a black woman, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I will experience as well as I see my mom experience this. And okay. so this is gaslighting when seeking medical care. So, what I, what this may look like is, you know, you say you go into the doctor's office and you're listing X, Y, Z of these symptoms and it's just like, no, I know I've been feeling this. Like, mm-hmm. I have, like, times where I mm-hmm. felt it, what was going on to this. Like, you have proof of, like, what it is that you've been feeling and you're trying mm-hmm. to explain that. And the doctor just kind of dismisses it and mm-hmm. that's the lie that it starts out. it's like mm-hmm. it's the dismissive like oh no well mm-hmm. like it could be this but are you sure that you're feeling that like mm-hmm. when did you say that you're feeling that are you sure it's not this it's like it it's hard mm-hmm. because it's like it's a uneven level of power because you because you go you, into the doctor trusting your doctor mm-hmm. but so often especially minorities it's hard to be trusting um especially with the whole you know well time period where they gave all african-american syphilis you know that part um it's like I am a bit distrusting. Like I thought something about Tom or Johnson Johnson's powder. They were testing on black men. Sorry, sorry, I don't have enough research on that to discuss it. But yeah, it's a, it's a bit hard, and I feel like you know, as far as my example that I've seen, like in real life, mm-hmm. like obviously my mom has some medical concerns and that she's been dealing with and been trying to seek help help wherever she can. Mm-hmm. And she's met with like this type of behavior. It's just like, well, it could be this, cause you know, this and that. It's like, for one, just not knowing. That's a whole mm-hmm. different aspect. It's just like, I'm going to you because I'm expecting, mm-hmm. you know, this, and you're not being able to give me. You're giving me the runaround. Um, or two, like just Trying diminishing to make it it what isn't. it is that mm-hmm. she, she's experiencing and not listening mm-hmm. and getting her to think that okay, maybe I'm. I'm, maybe I'm not feeling because mm-hmm. my mom always says this when you go to the doctor or like you go to seek help it's like drastically you you feel better that's why it's so important to like keep a log of like what, of what you you're feel. going through yeah because when you get in there it's just kind of like because then your anxiety overtakes your actual symptoms and you forget what the symptoms were <laughs> exactly. and the reason I will say 
and I could be wrong. Just gonna. The reason I feel like that's more prevalent in black women is because black men don't go to the fucking doctor. <laughs> like we don't go. I think it comes to like with um, pregnancy. Pregnant. And I know, yes, with pregnancy specifically, and I've I've uh, listened to enough. Not listened to. I've I've seen enough people talk about their experiences of like the mortality rate in black pe- black women specifically after giving birth because doctors are just like. Yeah, you good. Mm-hmm. And I, I listened to a podcast, and I don't remember what it was, and they put it really well about how black women are just ex- like because of how strong it is perceived that black women are. It's just like they're like something with pain and toler- no, their pain it's tolerance. Like proven, or- I I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> I've seen <laughs> not like, yet. It's Pain tolerance and different uh, races, races is just, different. Because mm-hmm. like, which this is this is totally going off topic, but it's like when we see white people and it's like, oh come on, like y'all is so dramatic. <laughs> but then it's like, nigga, we be hurt just as bad, but we just like, yeah, we'll take it on the chin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so yeah. yeah, yeah. And so an example in that one is like their dismissal doesn't feel right but then you didn't go to medical medical school either and so if they say your symptoms are nothing to worry about well then maybe they really aren't bad after mm-hmm. all it's like what like, and so you then you, you silence your yourself bed. you silence yourself because you're like well they said it was nothing and then next thing you know we planning your funeral because yep. somebody told you it wasn't that bad when you knew right in your mind that you was mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, to kind of sum up our conversation, I mm-hmm. think it's a perfect time to go into like how how do you approach a gaslighter, you know, when you feel like it's time? Because like I said, it's it's easy just to get sucked in the cycle. Mm-hmm. And you could just leave. But I feel like that part. Of course, like what I said earlier, when there are emotions involved, it's hard. You want to have some type of communication. Mm-hmm. You want to give that um chance to figure out what's going on get to the root of it type Mm -hmm. of deal um and so what i had been looking at which are the two things that i do the most is like well the first one it says like turn to loved ones which i think is fair i don't think that i do (laughs) that's the only one that i feel like i will kind of like x out i think what a, a nice um sub for that Mm-hmm. Can I get a sub? Instead of down? Would be <laughs> find, like, utilize your support. Mm-hmm. And so for me, do something support that makes system. you happy. Like, do self care, like, engage in those things. And so that would be the first thing that I would do because I need to get in a mindset where I feel a little bit, you know, I need to distract myself with something that makes mm-hmm. me feel good. So, something positive, not right. drinking. Literally, yes, because that's a distortion, <laughs> which is positive, but don't do it all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But the other two things they have listed, take which this drink. is what I feel like I do, is the first one, it says, take notes. And it says, it's often easier to question yourself about an argument or a discussion that happened days ago. But like, what happens like when you are met with this just kind of like mm-hmm. guilt trip mm-hmm. play on your emotions this mm-hmm. didn't happen and now you're questioning but if you have fact to fact proof like it's, it's easier to stand ground with what you believe mm-hmm. 
if you do have like mm-hmm. the receipts, so Literally. to speak. You, gonna, you gotta be like Monique Samuels on Real Housewives of Potomac, come with your binder. Goodbye. And be like, Goodbye. If you look on July 24th, you will see <laughs> that you said XYZ. I wrote this down, so don't question me. It's so, hard to negate that when you have factual proof. And I don't, I, I take it a step further because it's not just you making notes and recalling like the situation, mm-hmm. but I take it a step further and like identify what I'm feeling in this moment. Like, mm-hmm. because so I journal because I'm not going to feel this later on. I know that I'm not, mm-hmm. but I don't want to not remember that I felt this way for this. And so mm-hmm. we need to talk about it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, and so, and they wrote that here. It's like, you may not feel comfortable confronting the person, but your notes can help you recognize what's happening. Like it mm-hmm. helps, it helps keep you on track. More, Yeah. Um, it's more so for you than to present to somebody else. But if you, I would still use it to present somebody else literally. as your last ditch effort to be like, look, I've been feeling XYZ. You said this, you claiming this didn't happen. And I remember on January 2nd, 1942, you was like, 1942. You was like, is that Don she- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Is that was that some type of tequila? Don Julio, nineteen forty two. But no, I definitely think it, it's important because it's just like it kind of helps keep you grounded into reality. What your reality mm-hmm. is, and so along with that is setting clear boundaries and I feel like I've gotten way better at doing this um, just because it's hard and I tell this to my clients and I live this too tell me but it's hard to feel as if you are doing the right thing and setting the right boundaries when you're met with confrontation but Mm -hmm. it takes you getting to a point of like self awareness and self-confidence in your in yourself to know that this feeling that I'm feeling is not a result of me doing the wrong thing, but doing it with the wrong people. And so what I mean by that is just like, for an example, I could tell my clients like, you know, help them formulate boundaries. Mm-hmm. They go up, upheld them with whomever they need to come back mm-hmm. to me and like this shit hit the fan, blah, 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 this and that. After you keep getting met with that response multiple times and you're doing everything problem, that you can, you. exactly. That person is the issue mm-hmm. and you need to go to a different pot like mm-hmm. because your roots are about to die. In the period, in the words of Alina Barres, you know I every- love. Uh, I love. Singer, yeah. She literally said in the song to me, to me, I'm not asking for too much. I'm asking the wrong motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And I think I was into another podcast and I, I don't know if it was dropping gems or not. And they were referring to boundaries. And it's like people's reactions to your boundaries are a reflection of them, not of your mm-hmm. boundaries. Mm-hmm. So if you're Absolutely. in a space where you can recognize that this is what I need to make this situation work and you present that to a person, that one lets you know this person after you, and two, they're only with you because they know they can take advantage of the yeah. things that you Because you, al- you allow, I hate it. that. It's sad. But you allow for people to treat you the way that they do. And a way to alleviate that connotation is your past self allowed you allowed these people to use you in a way that yeah. your new self is not going to let you. Yeah. And so you've put these in place because you want to evolve and grow. Mm-hmm. 
maybe you, you can't grow with everybody. Yeah, that is very true. Elevation. Some people can't, you know. So okay, this is an opposite um an area scenario because obviously elevation you go up, but some people can't hold their breath for the depths that you about to go. <laughs> so that's going down, but I we like go that. down. <laughs> I, I came up with that one on my own. Teachism. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, a boundary that comes with that and making the decision like mm-hmm. this person is just not for not, me, not for me mm-hmm. is literally getting to the point where it's like I'm gonna still address what I need to, <laughs> but then also leave it up to okay, I can see that we are not seeing things eye to eye, we're perceiving things differently. Like, we're gonna let's, let's move on because mm-hmm. at that point, I can guarantee you the other person is. Again, taking note mm-hmm. and recognizing that this is the same response that they're getting from multiple people. For multiple people when they are like addressed in a certain mm-hmm. manner. And now at some point you need to do something differently mm-hmm. because if you as the gaslight T continue to be in the same situation and expect a different result, you are now the definition of insanity and mm-hmm. you need to do something differently. Mm-hmm. So, And that's hard because you... It's hard to give up the comfort mm-hmm. of it, like which I think we said throughout this episode too. It's like it's hard to give up that comfort because it's familiar. Right. But it's like are you, you have to ask yourself, are you okay with consistently dealing with the pain that you're feeling or... Are you okay with dealing with that temporary pain? Because you're gonna get through it. And I think in the moment, it's hard to see the other side. Right, because it's, but it's temporary, like, but it's way more intense. Correct. But it's like, what is your alternative? Right. To continue. To with the continue content. doing this, being unhappy for mm-hmm. three years, where again, there's no timeline for when you're gonna get over things. But right now, there's all there's something better on the other side. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we want people to talk about this right now but oh, Lord. yeah no you just have to and I think that that comes with I think a lot of people including myself come to that realization of finally being able to break through when they get more secure within themselves and more comfortable with being alone because you're at the point where it's like you can go do shit by yourself why do I need this person that I'm already not 100% happy with in the first place right and I that's another subject and I wholeheartedly believe that if you feel like you need this person you're not ready to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. you need that's attachment to be in a relationship that you want a person but don't necessarily need them them. Mm -hmm. It's it's a it was brought to my attention recently and I had a different connotation of attachment <laughs> mm-hmm. as a negative thing. And so that was brought. So, yes, in, in certain situations, attachment, you think of it as. A, uh, I don't even know how to how to elaborate on that. Maybe that can be a different episode as in, in love and attachment styles. I would prefer you lead that because I'm sure you have more research. Than <laughs> I did. And I would just give my stuff. But you you develop these unhealthy attachments to people to where you feel like you need them in certain ways and it's right. like maybe yeah like you said that maybe that that's not healthy because if you need someone then you're willing to ignore what you actually need 
what you actually need for your health, for your sanity, for your whatever, because right. you feel like you have to have this person with, with you no matter what, mm -hmm. when you don't realize how much this is actually draining every other aspect yeah. of your life. And it chips away. Death by a million different cuts. It literally is. And they, people say that about like when you like spend money on like small things. Like I'm not spending a lot of money, but it's like you death by a <laughs> million different swipes because that's me, food. <laughs> well, so I want to wrap it up by just kind of I did a whole Reddit thread. Everybody wrap up. <laughs> Please. I don't. Um <laughs> I did a whole Reddit thread on like gaslighting and people's experiences because I just wanted We to, love Reddit. You know, I just like looking <laughs> through it. And so I can read a few. Yeah, this one goes into friends, what we talked mm, about earlier. Sure. And so this is from three years ago, and it says, I had a friend group who did this crap every time I tried to stand up for myself. They would say, I never said that. Then it was, you're imagining things. You're just being dramatic and causing drama. Two started spreading rumors about me. One used to stalk me all over the internet Ooh. where he could then harass me. The best thing I did was stop talking to them. Funny how all the shit they talked about me turned out to be true about them. Woo! <laughs> a lot of therapy and being around better people has immensely helped. Mm -hmm. Again, your environment matters. Like, think mm -hmm. I'm glad that homeboy girl uh, got out <laughs> of that situation because it's, it's really hard to recognize, especially when it's not even. Like, it's like two against one or three against mm -hmm. one. It's just like you're questioning. Am I Ooh, uh, there was a quote, and I don't know who the fuck said it or where it came from. But it was like, oh, it was Jeannie Mai on something. Jeannie Mai Jenkins, because apparently that's what Jeezy's last name is. Um, if a plant doesn't grow in a certain environment, are you going to question the plant or are you going to question the environment? The environment. 1,000%. And so I think in so many instances, we, we choose to think it's us right. in these things instead of look examining what the fuck is around mm -hmm. us. That's why like, growth mm -hmm. can feel like you're going in a different direction. Like what I was saying mm -hmm. earlier, it's like, am I not going in the right direction because the responses that I'm getting from people are not what I need. Mm -hmm. Now you need to re-examine who you're around. around. Your circle. And trust me, once you get out of that environment, you will see how things start to flourish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, <laughs> so this one is, again, three years ago, and it says, um, my ex did that all the time. One typical example is he has the terrible habit to be late or just totally forget the date. I told him a lot of times I'm upset and I hope he could be on time or at least let me know in advance where he is. He mm -hmm. didn't listen and started accusing me of complaining too much. Like mm -hmm. it's his fault, but I couldn't even bring it up because it's annoying to him and I should shut up. Mm. For me, it's like, oh, you're nagging too much. Mm. Now you're overusing the word nagging. Mm -hmm. Like, it, like because in past relationships, I feel like that's what people like to use. Like, oh, you're nagging, oh, you're mm -hmm. nagging. Oh, you do is nag, nag, And in the nag. past, I'm pretty sure I was nagging. Mm -hmm. But now it's just like, mm, I'm you know, my like opinion. I know. And so this person was like, another example is according to him, I'm a selfish person because I don't 
compromise myself enough to make him happy. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, last but the craziest one, his phone is like cracked and not functioning well, like 90% dead. One day I was calling him and somehow his phone finally died. I don't hear from him for three days. And when Woo. he finally fixes his phone, he told me he's super mad at me because I blowed his phone up. I was shocked and left soon after that. Good for you. As you should. <laughs> Goodbye. Are you all, are you kidding me? First of all, I'm not about to be with you if your phone don't work. Period. <laughs> that should be your first priority. Because what if somebody else tried to call you? You don't care about your family? But for well, three days, you don't have a phone. N- no way of getting in contact. Like you. No. What? I, I think that that's <sighs> another. Mm, mm, it's. Uh, <sighs> Another part, and we're going to wrap this up because I don't want to get us too long, but it's the part of the the fear of retaliation. Yeah. That gets it too. It's like in that situation, it's like now you got to deal with that part because gaslighters love to flip it on you. Absolutely. Because it's psychological manipul- mm-hmm. manipulation. And it's so hard because you're like, I'm trying in my mind to be perfect. Perfect Patty messed up. <laughs> Well, but so, then you got to deal with this person now flipping and telling you all your issues. And it's like, why are you choosing now? Because it's not the time or place. Ah! Look, like, we can talk about it. And why didn't you do that earlier? Period. So mm-hmm. yep. this is the last one um, mm-hmm. that I wanted to bring. Like I said, I'm trying to pull ones that are not just like relationships. Relationship. So this is a workplace one. Okay. Says, I work in a male dominated field. My male coworkers would treat me with blatant res- disrespect. My male subordinates would constantly ignore my instructions and complain that I'm bossy. I was sexually harassed, and even Ooh. female employees helped spread rumors about me sleeping with Ooh. my boss. I was not sleeping with my boss. I had a male subordinate shout profanity laced verbal abuse at me openly in the office, and less than three months later was being considered for a promotion. Now, I would be pissed the hell off. Like, you do this to me and now you're being considered for what? When I brought this up to the with the boss, he said he didn't see why that incident would prevent the employee from being promoted because what? he had received a written warning. What? And it says in parentheses, I had demanded this as at least a consequence I would accept. The boss constantly told me that the issues I had at work were not because I was a woman and was because I was a woman and I had a feminist shift on my oh, words chip on my shoulder. Are you kidding me? <sighs> Thankfully, my field is not male dominated. I, mean, I, I can is, imagine experiencing that. Mine is, and I think no, I don't want to. That's not. This is how it is to do with gaslighting. But it as much as mine is, it still irks me in a lot of senses the way I'm a feminist, okay? <laughs> I believe in all that, what it's social political equality for the sexes, all that stuff that Beyonce and Namdeem said. But it's so weird how, as I've gone grown in the corporate world, like how comfortable men are talking to other men about women in negative ways that you're just like, do you think I agree with you? Because I don't. Yeah. But then you get in that that space of not wanting to voice it because then what is your retaliation? It's like I see on TikTok a lot. <laughs> it be like you as a white person hearing another white person say something racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not uh-uh. one of them. <laughs> get somebody else to do it. 
I'm not that white person. <laughs> I'm but not I that just kind. saw an example of this exact thing mm-hmm. on TikTok too. And it was a girl who handled I wish I would have saved it. I might have saved it. I'll show you later. But it was a girl who like they were working remotely and she works in a male dominated field. Apparently she saw like their locker room chat in quotations. She saw their ch- chat, like some mm-hmm. of her male coworkers were having, and they were literally just talking in disgusting ways mm-hmm. about her. And so she brought it up, and, and they she, were like, mm. "Exactly." And she mm. was like, "I've seen it. I don't appreciate this. And in the future, I would like to have a female, like you know, correspondent to work with." And blah blah blah. You could see the like I felt it was so realistic because you could just see like the shakiness in their voice because I would definitely be because that is very like for one I'm don't get me started on that but I was like good for you girl for for, saying saying something but I can imagine right no that's is that the last one you want to read? Yes that concludes just my journey of of gaslighting Mm -hmm. and I hope everyone's takeaway from this is that be a fucking decent human being. (laughs) If all else fails, just hold yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. And or if you are dealing with someone who is trying to hold you accountable, recognize that you don't have to meet them with defense. Like you could literally just hold yourself accountable mm-hmm. to it's really it i don't want to say it that easy because it's not it's not but it takes it takes growth on mm-hmm. your end i think that should be that what you just said should be the mental health moment of this episode because <laughs> i feel like that would save so many people yeah hold yourself accountable because it's hard it is it is hard, hard to look at yourself in the mirror and be like i did some fucked up shit but but you recognize once you start doing that and living by that you don't really have anything Mm -hmm. that you need to hold yourself accountable on it's just like you realize like it it just kind of all vanishes because Mm -hmm. you've done the work you've you've made the the growth and the effort and so Mm -hmm. it's just like (sighs) that's all i have to say on this topic that yes i think i have said enough but the people have not said enough so please let us know what you think in the comments of either our lovely instagram or tickety talk which is crazy little pod um we are on facebook crazy a crazy little thing called so let us know what you think about gaslighting or even share some of your experiences with gaslighting if you want to do it um anonymously you can email us at uh ask crazy little pod um at gmail.com and or sharing like how you've responded to it as well right 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 i'm interested because obviously we aren't perfect people and so eventually we aren't perfect and no one's perfect so eventually we will get gaslit again Mm -hmm. so we would like to know some (laughs) ways to overcome those things okay So yes, do that. And any other questions that you have, like if you need advice on something, if you want to ask us questions, shoot that over to askcrazylittlepod at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud. All those fun things. We're on Spotify. Anywhere you can get podcasts. But specifically on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate the show and leave a review. We'd love to know what you guys think. Um, I've already said follow us, all that fun stuff. Anything else, my lovely co-host in this crazy little thing that you would like to add before we run up out of here? No, I think that we is have 
Um, met the limit of talking. Yes, we have. <laughs> Any fun things coming up for you in the next two weeks that you want to uh, tell the people about so they can meet you out in the club? Shoot. <laughs> Nothing really. I just wish, but like, mm-hmm. yeah. Not really. Nothing. I will say, like, my enjoyment as of late has been mm-hmm. listening to my podcast, obviously, but <laughs> I've been listening to Crime Junkie like it ain't nothing. Because it's, my mom it's nothing like about it. finding out somebody killed somebody and realizing you're not that crazy. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or just following the story. Like, what's her name? Ashley Flowers. She just does a great job of, like, getting all of the information. Natalie's like, going to do a Crime Zone episode oh at some point. Oh, my God. I realize, like, how much research goes into it, but it's like, I'm intrigued. Like, you're telling me a story, sis. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm driving. I'm like, wait, how did I get here? <laughs> I just heard this whole story. The one that my mom and I listened to recently was the one about Kathy Page, the girl, the woman who died in Fighter. Do you oh, remember shit, no. her dad made billboards? Like they're still up to this day that oh. her husband killed her. <gasps> yeah, no, I don't. So that's interesting. I ever want to get in crime checker, but then I get scared. Cause I live alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I've been listening that. to that one and then trust me with um these two hosts. It's called Trust Me Extreme Beliefs, Cults, and Manipulation. Oh yeah. So <laughs> this explains where the gaslighting came from for today. <laughs> Um, the only thing that I want to add is by the time this episode comes out, my bestest is this, this, this friend, Ariel. Her birthday will be coming up. So happy birthday, Ariel. Love you. Happy Hope birthday. I will. I'll be turning up with you soon. So I know how your birthday will go. But other than that, that is all I had for this lovely episode. Everyone be sure to subscribe and we will see y'all lovely people in two weeks. So Enjoy yourself, take care of your mentals, and don't get gaslit. Don't gaslight. Okay. Yeah, that part too. (laughs) Bye. Bye.